0: Good morning and welcome. We are back. This is the Always in Pursuit podcast. My name is Megan. I'm the director of ministry here, and I've got a couple people around the table today. Do you guys want to introduce yourself? welcome
1: to you if you're not listening to this in the morning. Maybe it's nighttime.
0: (laughs) Sure. Wherever you find yourself. All inclusive. Yeah, but we're in the morning. Yes.
2: I'm Pastor Bobby, pastor of kids ministry here at Pursuit.
1: PB, Pastor Bobby. Yeah. I'll just think about that. Got to come up with a cool nickname for you. My
0: youth pastor growing up was PJ Pastor Jim. Mm, there we mm, go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but then it leads to all kinds of other like PB and J. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. I don't know if I want to go down that road. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be well, honest here. It's fun. Ugh, too bad Dan's name is doesn't start with a J because yes. we get to call you guys PB and J. It's true. Um, I'm missed pastor.
2: out on that one. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm Mark. I'm just some blowhard that was added to the schedule here to, to fill time. You're ridiculous. Yes, yes. thanks. Um, yes. <laughs> it has
0: been a few weeks since we've been here with you. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm like still shaking the rust off a little bit. Um, a few weeks ago, we were in Orlando, Florida. The weather looked a little different than it does out the window our right staff, now. Yeah. Um, yes. But our staff was at the Exponential Church Planting Conference in Orlando, and it was fantastic. Um, I just wanted us to share a little bit about what that time was um what we got from it and you know just just share with the people yeah thanks cool.
1: by the way church for investing in us yes. for yeah for sending us to orlando in early march to and
0: praying us through that time it was really learn incredible stuff
1: mm-hmm. no one got sick
0: nope
1: thank you jesus nope.
0: yeah yeah
1: I've still somehow avoided the covid for the, the entire Ninja. thing. I feel like I'm now yeah. challenging the new
0: nickname Covid Ninja. <laughs> I don't yeah. believe in
1: karma, but I'm now challenging the karma. So
2: you're ready to challenge the karma is. if it exists.
1: If, I think maybe I had like a fortune cookie last week that said, "Hey, watch it." Yeah.
2: Mm. Well, that um, sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Florida was was really great. It was warmer, but, you know, we didn't We didn't sit out by the pool at all, which... Yeah, we were were pretty busy. We were. We were busy um, taking in really great speakers, um, having really great worship, and uh, um, learning some things. I really enjoyed, you know, because of COVID, it had been so long since you could really have, like, corporate worship. Like, Mm. tons of people singing, worshiping God, just really hungry for following Him. So that was just really cool. The emphasis of the of the conference was empowered, so it was all about being empowered by the Holy Spirit and moving in that. So they did a little bit of extra teaching on that or or hands-on activities, yeah, exercises, exercises. So that was encouraging. Those moments
1: were amazing. They were.
2: They were. The Spirit was really there and for some people that was a little much, <laughs> but for others, just jumped right into it. So it was really great just to hear
0: from God and be ministered to in that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wow. was a non-denominational conference, yep. so we had people from all across the spectrum. So yeah, you definitely could see the like more conservative Baptists were a little bit uncomfortable. Yep. Um,
2: and then the Pentecostals down in the front. Yeah, it was were, great. They were going <laughs> for some, it.
1: Some people are listening to this are like, "What is a Pentecostal? <laughs> I know, and why I know. do Baptists act a certain way?" <laughs> that's that's a podcast for another day
0: ask us later. but yeah it was it was really cool to see even within our group that we went with from the midwest here there there were varying degrees of comfortability but i i felt like everybody kind of leaned in a little bit Mm -hmm. some more than others but like everybody tried yeah and, and put a little effort in so that was really cool yeah um it was really great for me mark says this about church planting stuff all the time like you put him in a room of church planters and he's like with his people and he just gets jazzed. Yes. Um, uh, I also. They're my tribe. They're your tribe. tribe. Ooh. Okay. I'll get the lingo right. Um, I got to sit in a room of my people <laughs> <laughs> who were like the executive pastors, <laughs> the a little bit more organized, a mm. little bit more systematic. Um, and Talk that about was. I spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was real cool. Um, like 10 minutes into the room, I was like, oh, I found them. I found, I, I found right my here. people. Um, I'm not And I got connected with a network of all-women executive pastors, which is just even more cool. cool. Um, And then just on a private, or like personally, I got to run into some missionaries that I worked with in 2011 that I now only see at this conference. They live in South Carolina, so it was really cool to just like randomly run into them and be like, oh, my my brain doesn't know what to do right now (laughs) because you're not in southern Mexico. You're here in Florida, and this is a different thing. Mm -hmm. But it was really fun. Hmm. Mark, what about you? Yeah,
1: The conference is never about the conference to me. I mean, I I enjoy it. It's it's great. I actually got a really good illustration that I'm going to use on Easter Sunday that'll make everybody cry. It'll be amazing. Um, All
0: right. Waterproof mascara. (laughs) However. (laughs) Challenge accepted.
1: Everything that I learn, uh, I don't know how this sounds. This is going to sound super uh, pretentious, but uh, it's like, Everything I learn is not anything new. Mm-hmm. It's like reminding me of something that, mm-hmm. you know, um at this point in my ministry career. Uh and there were definitely some seminars that I went to that were a hot mess and not worth my time and yeah. the main sessions were all amazing, but mm-hmm. like not necessarily applicable to being a church planner in Minnesota. Like some of them were, you know, they were fine. Um but to me the the thing is like we got a night where we hung out with all the converge northeast mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. sorry north, north central, central pastors that, that was like yeah a, I that's went, right. i went back yeah to you went time. back a few yeah. years um so and that was there's probably 40 50 people that we had dinner with yeah. and just spent time hanging out with and to me like that's the that's the thing and then also staying in the house with 14 other people to me again there's always a conversation to be had there's always something to be learned from Prague practical people who are in the region who yeah. are doing similar mm-hmm. things. So yeah. talking to some of the Iowa church planters, we're, uh, one of our churches is sponsoring a new church plant in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just talking to people that are doing it and then also them being like, tell me how you did this. What yeah. about that? What about this? Yeah,
0: it was really fun to have the like new church planners who haven't started yet. Yep. The ones that like have just started and gotten their feet wet. And then the ones who have been doing this for like 10, 15 years. Yep. And just be able to share that like wisdom and have that yeah. hangout time. Yeah. I really enjoyed that as well.
1: Yeah. So to me, that's the thing. That's really the thing. it's like, yeah. If I could recreate that here I wouldn't have to go to Orlando but it's great to be able to go to Orlando and do it so
0: we get to suffer for Jesus for a little bit the beginning of March (laughs) in the warm weather (laughs) of Orlando wear flip-flops and no coats but yeah it's I I appreciate how much we pack into those Mm -hmm. three and a half days um, Mm -hmm. to really just get the most out of it and and spend that time with people
3: yeah
0: and it's as somebody who is always behind the tech table It's really nice to, like, go to a worship service.
1: Do nothing. And yet (laughs) I'm not in
0: charge of, like, making it work. Yes. Um, And just, I can just, like, sit and enjoy and worship and turn that part of my brain off.
1: This is why, like, I still have told nobody at this church that I can run sound. Uh Uh-huh. Because like I never want to run sound for anything. Well, you and just like, told everyone. Yeah, well, mm. <laughs> uh, I already know. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was like thirteen years yes, old. Yes, like, you have. I figured you knew how. But <laughs> I, I actually did all the tech one uh, a year or two ago for a funeral. Mm-hmm. So ran everything, ran the sound, ran the projection and everything, and it was I like. Remember
3: that? Oh
1: kind of like this And i was like wait no don't do this like you kind of like it once every six months it was fun it's i did great. a lot yeah. and i did way more yeah. than they expected me to afterwards they were like it's that great. was really great like those transitions were amazing like everything sounded amazing i'm like eh, well you know you
0: know although i will say there were times in worship where it was so loud that like my head hurt oh. there were like a few little reverb things so i i love pursuit and the way that we do worship funny And that's not always my cup of tea.
1: As a sound guy, there's always somebody who will complain about whatever you do. Every time. You just got to do your best.
0: Yep, every time. I'm not complaining to the people who did it. Yeah, I'm sure some people did.
1: Probably. I'm sure.
0: I won't be that person. Probably. Okay. Um, So this week, Pastor Aaron is on vacation, so he is enjoying time with his family in... Utah Yeah, Utah? I think that's right. Zion yeah. National Park. That's right. That's where they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've been sending pictures. It's super cute. They are. Um, So hopefully Pastor Aaron will be back with us next week. Mm-hmm. But this past Sunday, because Mark is still recovering from his foot surgery, we had Pastor Caitlin Stenerson from Bethel with us preaching our First John series through the second half of Chapter 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mark, as somebody who would normally be the one preaching, You want to give any feedback for Caitlin?
1: Yeah. What can I say about Caitlin? I mean, we purposefully invited her to come speak at our church because she's amazing. She's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize this. She's, um, Mm -hmm. like, I I don't even want to mention the fact that she's super young and talented and Mm -hmm. incredible. And I think, like, we only get to have her come preach at our church now because she hasn't like fully blossomed into her like mm-hmm. she'll be like writing books and yeah. preaching at oh, mega yeah. churches. We're going to say,
2: remember when? Yes, right.
1: Like,
3: <laughs> we we knew, knew her
0: before.
1: <laughs> and she's like headlining the her conference yes. or what? I, I mean, don't know. Yes. Who of...
0: knows? She'll be at exponential yes. speaking one of the main right. sessions in a few years. It's true.
1: And also I like having relationships with people that I think could someday plant a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think she's going to be a great church planner if she decides to go in that direction shout out to
0: caitlin give us a call when
1: you're ready (laughs) i'm sure this week there'll be 20 churches lined up that's right i'll be one of 20 um but she's she's amazing and she obviously has a a pastor's heart on top of this like Mm -hmm. sometimes you get a speaker in and it's just like you know it's like somebody runs a ministry or it's like somebody who's in you know maybe youth ministry or something and you don't catch a heart For the church and a heart for people, Mm. the way I felt like I catch it with Caitlin, yeah, and Mm. uh, the way she talked about the way the church should operate, the way she talked about her disappointment in the way the church handled the last year or two, Mm -hmm. I feel so deeply. I was like, "Amening" from my couch,
3: (laughs) yeah, loudly, carefully,
1: (laughs) 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 still in some leg pain. Yeah, you don't (laughs) want to hurt yourself. Let's not move that too too much. Um, But yeah, like. That definitely has a pastor's heart. And mm-hmm. I know she w- works at Bethel and she's pastoring students mm-hmm. there, but she also comes out of the church. Mm-hmm. She's also a graduate at Bethel from their seminary. Yeah. And so just somebody who I I trust as a pastor, like this is a person who's also a pastor. Like yeah, she no. has that same yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. So I think everything that she brought about, you know, this is like actually kind of the key passage of all of 1 John and when I was originally setting this up, remember I talked about how I kind of had to squeeze two or three sermons together to kind of like get us to this point. Uh I kind of teed up the last two weeks to be the easiest sermons possible to hand off to someone. So Aaron's, I mean, how much easier does it get than preaching on, you know, see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Like, any pastor can talk for days about that. Mm, mm -hmm. Right. And then to then go into the second half of chapter three and allow Caitlin to kind of basically hit it home. Mm -hmm. Right. The idea that, uh, you know, if we obey, if we are doing the things that God has called us to do, then we know we're good. Mm. And I think she brought that question to the forefront of like, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know, you know, like, Mm -hmm. how do you, how are you sure? Yeah. Your salvation is assured. Yep. And, you know if you're asking me maybe this is the question i don't know if this is the question you're asking me or not but what i would have maybe did differently or hit on differently i mean that question is haunting to a lot of people Mm -hmm. like how do i know yeah you know jesus gives a stern warning to people who like say hey we follow jesus we you know delivered people in his name we cast out demons in his name and he's he basically says to them, I don't know who you are mm-hmm. that, that should shake every disciple to say like, am I in yeah. Christ? <laughs> How do I know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And she hit that hard. But I think there's a conversation to go with that, which kind of, uh, and yeah. I think it will come out in the next couple of weeks. It'll be part of the, the overall conversation, but like the, the tension that we have between grace, which mm-hmm. is unmerited favor Right, Mm -hmm. It's just God Mm -hmm. saying, you're good enough because you're good enough. You're good enough because I say so. You're good enough because I created you. You're good enough because you're my son or my daughter. You're good enough. Uh, And then the sort of the tough teaching of James (laughs) and John Mm -hmm. and Paul who say, you're definitely good enough. Grace is awesome. But are you good enough if (laughs) you got nothing happening in your life? You know, it's like, I feel that tension mm. like and coming from a youth ministry world yeah I mean that was the main question we probably got from teenagers all the time yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I felt like it was every teenager was like she shared a story like that too yep. yep. every yeah. teenager's like am I, am I am I in did I do this right yeah. you know mm-hmm. um so I don't know if that that tension is a conversation to be had you know and I think there are how do how do we solve that tension how do we have that conversation with people without you know shaking someone's authentic faith like i don't want someone who has an authentic faith to be questioning their faith yeah. in an unhealthy way but i also want the person whose faith is not authentic to really question it <laughs> yeah. like it's such a hard tension
0: is it a tension to solve though mm. or is it a tension to sit in
1: yeah i think when i use the word tension i'm always in that camp
0: yeah yeah. But you just said attention to self. And I, <laughs>
2: and I think, I think, too, like this comes back to who you're talking to and who um, who's sitting in front of you and, and the community, you know, having a small group or having people to be like, OK, I have this faith and am I doing enough or I need to recognize that I have done enough. And I just need to accept that because that's mm-hmm. different for every person. And I think sometimes you can get in different seasons in mm. your life yeah, of like,
3: for sure, you
2: know, sitting back and just kind of skating through <laughs> and you need to be pushed a little bit and motivated uh-huh. to do a little bit more um, to make sure that you're stepping out for Christ. Right. And then there's times where you're stepping out too much and you need to back up a little bit and just remember that it's not about works. Yeah. It's not about providing something for God. Like, yeah. It's about just worshiping him so it really kind of comes down to where each person is yeah I think that
0: community point is so so key Mm -hmm. we can't do this alone we were never meant to
2: no sometimes you need that person to tell you to kick you in the butt you know that that person your person that you call and you're like okay Am I crazy? Tell me the truth. And they kick you and but, it hurts. And you're like, I love you. Thank you. Okay. That's what I asked for. Uh, <laughs> That's for I not needed me. that. No, <laughs>
1: I'm like, screw you. And they're like, you asked me for this. I know. But you didn't have to be honest.
3: It <laughs> still hurts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's crazy is, makes you crazy as a pastor is when you preach this message. And the person that you know already is taking this tension so seriously mm-hmm. is the one that is you know, has the doubt Mm -hmm. and the one who, you know, is like, like really far from getting this right is the one who's like, I'm good. Things are great. And you're like this. How did I somehow, what did I say that like moved this one person who I don't, I'm not trying to get them to question their faith. They're amazing. Yeah, And this other person who's a big, lazy lump of, you know, on a log, (laughs) just going to say that. So I don't say anything incorrect. Like, they're the ones that need the kick in the pants, and they're like, "Nah, we're good." I'm, Is
0: yeah. there ever, ever a small piece of you that's like, "You, you, and you, you guys can go." Oh. Like, you're good for today. Like, you guys come move a few more Just chairs call them closer. Out by like, name, like, yeah. Come on to want, the front row. I want you
2: guys to sit in the front row. <laughs> Pay you need close to hear
3: this.
0: attention. <laughs> yeah, a little piece of you. <laughs>
1: I had like a good twenty minute conversation after I don't know, la- one of these weeks that we did here, where that was the exact thing. It was like the person who I'm like. Man, this guy's got it. He's yeah. got it figured out. Mm-hmm. Like he's both living this thing and has unmerited, understands it's unmerited. Yeah. And is is just managing the tension, like could teach a class on man and he's, you know, how well, how do you I'm not really sure and you know, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, Look, I didn't want you to question it. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: Cold Star uh, bud, you're good.
1: But John seems to be really challenging you know, and, and we know the context, we know there's a lot of division and people are not sure what to believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's actually times where it's really hard for me to preach it. Because unless you have really healthy leaders, what he's mm-hmm. saying is very unhealthy. Because <laughs> he's like, he's like, how do you know that you're in? You're in if you're with us. <laughs> you're in if you believe the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like, that actual message, if it's coming from a really healthy leader, is pointing back to God's word yeah. and to, yep. to, you know, the theologically Jesus, the way he lived his life yes yeah. but if it's that message can come from an unhealthy person uh-huh. it can go hey you're in if you're with us and you're in if you're like us and you're in if you believe the right stuff and then the stuff they believe is lame and the stuff uh-huh. that they are doing is lame mm-hmm. and the stuff like so it can be like twisted but that's what John I mean he's about to say in, in chapter 4 too he's like how do you know between the spirit of the antichrist and the <laughs> spirit and the and the actual holy spirit he's like well you know they're with us.
0: <laughs> and this uh, is why so many churches, we can see them going wrong. Yes. Like when you hear about something terrible that happened, you're like, how did that happen? Like how how did an entire church just yeah. like let that happen? It's like, well, part of the Bible tells you to trust your pastor. Yeah. So you did. Yeah. And they didn't do their job.
1: Yeah. I, I, would, I would even make the case that that's maybe more our doing. The Bible tells us not to trust the pastor. In fact, Paul says, okay. don't trust yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Paul's like, do not trust your own heart. It it's is bad. evil above all other things.
2: It leads you astray. Yeah. It's mm.
1: like, put your faith in the word. Mm. Put your faith in Jesus' example because he's actually showing us how to live this whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to figure out how to, how the law looks and you don't see it in Christ, you're wrong. Like He's the picture of the law. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, how does this law apply? It applies in the practices of Jesus and then the word is supposed to further illuminate that mm-hmm. relationship with God and, and through Christ and if it doesn't align with those things your pastor could be the most charismatic person in the world but
0: it doesn't matter. we've learned
1: a lesson don't don't allow the most charismatic person in the world to lead you to a place that the Bible doesn't take it and Jesus doesn't take it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this points out our human nature or our fall, our sin nature. Like, I mean, even the Israelites, you know, God's like, I'll lead you. And they're like, No, we want someone to lead us. And he's <laughs> like, No, I got it. I got it. Okay. And they're like, No, give us a king. We want to follow someone. And so it's just always that tension of we want someone in front of us. And then that, get, you know, gives rise to celebrity culture and just all of that stuff. And we just comes back to idol worship, just all of that. Like this is where we always fall back, and it's it's not ideal, and it's not. You know, I just love how John and Paul and you point that out. Like it's different. Like Paul's like, well, don't trust your heart, and John's like, well, just follow and trust your heart. It's like, well, which one is it? He
1: literally, which says, one is it?
2: John at the end of this,
1: uh, at the end of this says. Um, Yeah, dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And (laughs) Paul's like, don't trust your heart. It's the worst. So it's like, wait, if my heart doesn't condemn me, does that mean I'm good? Well, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I need a drink.
2: Yeah, go for it. Ooh.
1: It's early, but you know, gotta get started at some point.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, to me, that tension is... I, I... I honestly want to be confident in my relationship with Christ and think there is nothing else I need to do to be justified, mm. which is true scripturally. Mm-hmm. That the minute you yield to Christ and that you give your your um, life to him, that you submit to his kingship, his lordship in mm-hmm. your life, then you are saved and you are justified. In that mm-hmm. moment, you've received his Sacrifice for your sin, and you are now justified in front of God. But that's definitely not the end of it. Mm-mm. And that's when people who sit in that place mm. are, you know, who the authors, I think, you know, I think it's C.S. Lewis who talks about like cheap grace. Mm. They're mm-hmm. the kind of people that they just, it's cheap grace. It's the fire insurance, it's the just in yeah. case mm-hmm. handle. Yeah. I better just take. You know, just maybe because, and this is where I think certain things steer us us wrong. Boy, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I think it's Pascal who says there's like like, um, a pretty easy matrix to decide whether you should accept Jesus or not. And he talks about like, well, if I'm wrong and I accept Jesus, I still live a great life in this world. And, you know, and what have I really lost? And if you're wrong, oh, and by the way, I get heaven. And if you're wrong and you don't accept Jesus, you live a life, who knows what, how it goes here in this world. I, I would say that your life is diminished if you don't know Christ in this world. So you live a less amazing life now and you still don't get heaven. So he talks about this idea that like there's only a few potential options that you can choose. And why wouldn't you just choose Jesus mm-hmm. just in case? <laughs> and like it's a good uh, like thought exercise or proof um, for people who like to do apologetics and just sort of thought yeah. exercises. But like, that's a terrible reason to accept Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> well, in case I'm wrong, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well yield to Christ. Yeah. Um, But they don't really, that's not really yielding to Christ. I was gonna say,
2: no. is that actually yielding? No. No, no.
1: So uh, th- it's those kind of things that drive me nuts. And by the way, I hope I got that right. Maybe that's not Pascal. I think it is Pascal. But
2: I've heard it before. I don't know yeah, who to quote I, it to. Yeah, I think he's
1: also the guy who talks about the God-shaped hole, which is actually in uh, is in the writing of Solomon. It's in uh, one of those books Solomon wrote. Psalms? Nope. Oh. Scriptural? Yep. yep. Proverbs? Nope.
2: Okay. Song of Songs? The one
1: he's famous for. <laughs> Not that one. I, my brain is you, you
0: gold know. star to anyone who listen, can text Mark with the name yo, of this book. Yo, listen.
1: I've been on some been on some meds the last couple of weeks. So my brain is not quite fired on all. Trying to think of all that's the right. poetry it's books. Cylinders. It's just a... No, it's, it's wisdom literature. The
0: wisdom one? Yeah.
1: It's a quiz for people. Why is my brain not being able to think of this? Give me just a Your right. technology your fingertips. are a horrible human being. Um, Ecclesiastes. Ah, there it is. Sorry. That, that was probably everything my is, next one. Everything is meaningless. But he talks oh, yes. about the God-shaped hole. Yeah. That, I think Pascal, that's a complete side uh, thing. But I think like, okay, so... You know, you know, she brought up the "How do you know?" and that's a question we should all ask. Mm-hmm, yeah. How do you How do you know? And like the easy answer is belief in the right theology, mm-hmm. understanding justification, mm-hmm. meaning I am just now in front of God mm-hmm. that I do not, you know, serve a sentence that has been taken care of. I do not pay a penalty anymore for something that's been paid for. Yep. Um, that, yes, I'm still guilty, but it's Christ now who has paid that price. And now mm-hmm. I stand in front of the court mm-hmm. being just. I've paid, you know, the mm-hmm. the transaction has been made. So that's essentially, we, we can step back and say, as long as I've accepted Jesus's sacrifice and made him the Lord of my life, mm-hmm. then I'm justified. But that is the beginning of a life that should look way different than... Mm-hmm. You know, if you had not made that decision and the problem that I see, and I'm sure this is Caitlin's angst as well as she's talking this through this, it's just, there's a lot of people out there who are just perfectly happy with that and only that, mm-hmm. just the grace. They don't have the works. Mm-hmm. There is no love for brother, love for one another. There is no, mm-hmm. you know, there is no, uh, any discipline in their relationship with God. There is no. Um, you know, uh, sacrifice being made for mm. the church, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, what do we, you know, we're saying we're a disciple of Jesus. Okay. How, how are you disciple for Jesus? Yeah. List, list the reasons that your life is different now because you're a disciple for Jesus. Like some, for some people, it's a very short list, you know, they don't, They don't give anywhere. They don't serve anywhere. They're kind of Mm -hmm. not really part of a community. They're Mm -hmm. kind of really not giving anything of themselves to anyone else. Like they're essentially what I would call like a narcissist Christian. Essentially, Mm -hmm. I'm here for what this gives me. Uh, It's an intellectual thought exercise. And I'm in some cases I'm doing it just in case. And Mm -hmm. in other cases, um, I'm fooling myself into thinking that I'm in when I'm not,
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why our churches now don't look like the first church. I mean, Keitla talked about that at the beginning of her um, sermon. It's like, wouldn't it be great if we looked like a community that supported each other and sacrificially gave for one another in everything? Mm -hmm. That's not what our churches look like because we haven't taken that, that second step.
1: Yeah. Beyond just. And, and by the way, this is like the, cheap the state of the bigger church.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Big C church here. Right. Yeah. I
1: love our church. Our people are, you know, showing up for each other all over the place. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, I had somebody come over to my house and, you know, cook for us the other night. There's somebody mm-hmm. going to my house today to clean it. Yeah. Hmm. Like, because I'm hobbling around on one leg and Marty threw her back out. And, you know, somebody said, uh, hey, we, I can make you a meal or come over and clean your house or I can come over. And she's like, well, if guess if you want to clean that's fine i can't even move and my husband can't move and we're just like um, i talked
0: to a couple on sunday that was like and i was like yeah mark and marty really wanted to be here but marty heard her back and they were like we were thinking about making them food that's our that's that's the word to actually do it thank you i was like you go yeah it was
1: great yeah. that's probably the people who are talking about I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest one of the best meals we've ever had from somebody who came and dropped off meal but they came over and cooked we yeah. hung, well, that we makes it home. better. We hung right? out for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just sitting there in a stupid chair. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm bored.
0: But yeah. I'm crazy. So. Yeah. I, Pursuit, we love you. You're yeah. great. Seriously. And uh,
1: I had one small group leader tell me, yeah, my, my small group's getting a little antsy. Like, we need a project or something to do for somebody. Like, we... Need. And I was, like, telling them about another opportunity where they could mm, help mm-hmm. a, a family who's we're struggling with like a very special needs situation for their like 24 seven care for their kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, these people have some ideas up on how to serve them. Why don't you guys go pick some of these? Yeah. And they were going to do some meals for Quincy and they were going to do some, I mean, so our church is good at this, I think, Yeah, but Mm -hmm. we're small. Yep. We don't have a lot of extra people Mm -hmm. on the sidelines who aren't like fully invested, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I don't want to like also play to our ego it's still attention we got to manage like yep. we don't, we don't have it perfect yes so, no we haven't arrived <laughs> we are not perfect right but our church excels in showing up for one another and caring for another. yes
0: her. yeah i feel like in in the grand scheme we understand that love is a verb mm-hmm. and we got to do some action <laughs> so i love it
2: i i you know i sit and think about the people that maybe are Like They know that they need to give more, but they're just in that survival mode. And this Mm -hmm. isn't to guilt anyone if you know that you're in a spot in your life where you're like, I just need to sit back. And there is something scriptural, I think, and biblical about sitting back and receiving help. Like there yeah. is something that you're allowing the community to do when they serve you because it also changes the giver, right? It also changes who they are and what worth they have brought. And it and it speaks into their gifts and mm-hmm. their blessing of others because Christ got to work through them and that empowers them so much more. So like if you're at a spot where you can't give because you, you're just emotionally tired, life is hard, all of this stuff. I mean, COVID, you don't. I don't need to go further into that, right? Like you can accept help from people and that's doing just as much for the community as actually making someone a dinner yeah like and i think we forget that sometimes because i think well no, i'm not doing enough i'm not doing enough but actually you're allowing god to work into someone's life and blesses you like
0: there's it's double yeah yeah scriptures say the first church loved one another and took care of one another not just other people outside of their group yeah which that somebody within their group had to be the receivers. <laughs> it's true. Like, somebody had to be needy. Don't
2: forget the receivers.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's hard. It is hard, isn't like it? It? Oh, it makes you feel uncomfortable.
2: Like you're like, no, 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 no. You know, uh, yeah. I, I like to help people. Like that's what motivates me. I want to like, yeah. but it is hard when someone's like, no, I want to do this for you, and you're like but I'm capable, I'm strong, I can do this. I'm the one
1: that shows up for others. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But I think it helps energize us the Mm -hmm. next time to show up for somebody else. Yeah. Because they did it for you. Yeah. And then the next time they need something, you're like, I had this thing that I probably should have done, but like I'm going to stop that and show up for you because you showed up for me. Yep. And it just,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So...
2: How's that going accepting help? Uh,
1: I mean, it's going okay. Like, <laughs> you some can do it. Delicious food on, on Monday. See,
2: that's all you can do, right? Yeah. Eat the delicious food. Somebody's
1: helping you. us clean up today. We're having a small group over tomorrow. So it's like, you know, you got to clean the bathroom and yeah. make sure yeah. everything, the floors are polished. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Maybe not polished. I was telling Caitlin on but no Sunday. no dirty underwear on the floor. I mean, come on. I mean, we have limits. Yeah. Here. Not in the living room. <laughs> um, I was telling Caitlin on Sunday, just kind of some of the things our staff has been through in the last six months health wise. And she was like, Man, y'all have been through the ringer. And I was like, Yes. Yes we have. Um but, but the Lord is good. But God is good and our community is so sweet um to be able to come around and support us in that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have a little or maybe a lot of PTSD <laughs> i'm just thankful i didn't get covid thank Mm. you jesus Mm. and now it'd be fine (laughs) i'm beyond the surgeries and everything like i don't think it'll kill me
2: we'll just keep praying
0: that you don't yeah although i am kind of the
1: profile of who it loves to kill (laughs) Uh, so
0: let's just you can keep your covid ninja title yeah i'd I'd appreciate that (laughs) yeah
1: no one's ever called me a ninja um sneaky and uh quiet is not
0: you're not stealthy no wait till you get
1: out of the boot there's no way you can be quiet in that thing yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) also you need a different car because i can hear you coming down the block (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) so so so,
1: yeah i was just gonna say so to me that that tension is the one that i think is the big tension mm -hmm. and i don't think there's a solution for that tension mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i want to always be asking am i in the faith and I want to always be honest, and that that does lead to another whole side conversation about like whether we're actually being honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's like there's a whole generation of people who they like self awareness is like the worst thing they do. Yeah, right. Like I would say millennial and Z are often completely unaware of themselves, and yeah. in some regard, I've even thought about this in my own like life the struggle of that where i would have said there are times in my life where i was complete like blind spots everywhere all these things were blind spots Mm because i just would always think the best and yeah i would judge myself the best and you know like give myself whatever and it's like no there were glaring weaknesses that i need to work on and change and things to do i do think some of that comes with maturity Mm -hmm. so i don't want to like beat up young people but I want to say they're doing it worse than any generation ever. <laughs> so, I, that's my impression.
0: I feel like, we, we, as a millennial, I feel like I can speak into this a little bit. We grew up with parents who were like, "Be confident." <laughs> we're like, "Okay, you can do anything you want." Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, Except no, 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 be confident, but know your
2: weaknesses. Like, I think it comes down to like your heart, like just having an open heart to hear where yeah. you can grow or change, yeah. and that people the people that you've pulled in around you actually want you to be the best version of yourself. So they're not tearing you down. They're just yeah. maybe pointing out some areas that you need to be aware of. Because that's what, like, you can still you yeah. know think you're really great. And But when you lead, you just have to have that open heart of yeah. like, oh, I don't have all the answers, but I know that I can listen and learn and we can figure this out together.
1: The sooner you figure out, like, I am nothing outside of Jesus. Uh, amen. The humility of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: that is that is like a key moment in every mm-hmm. person's yep. life like yep. holy cow the quicker you can get there and some of us have fallen so hard and hit so many stairs on the way down well, that like it's a pretty easy realization like, right, yeah, well you know, like,
0: here's where yeah. we're at well that didn't work like you know? sitting in the mud. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah.
1: but if you're like a, a capable person i'm talking about other people because yeah. <laughs> i've learned this lesson by 41 uh if you're like a capable person and you like everything you do in your life seems like a little bit little blessed and you just kind of are doing your thing and you get like a big head and you can kind of start to think like maybe i am god's gift to whatever this that or the other thing
0: might be a big deal
1: and it's like the sooner you figure out and are self-aware yeah Mm -hmm. and just like see your issues and Mm -hmm. you know don't um i think a lot of people want to sort of beat themselves up over those things it's like no like self-awareness is important so that you can put yourself in positions to be successful Mm -hmm. and to win, right? Like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, but when it comes to our spiritual lives, I think there's a lot of people who have completely, they're completely not self-aware, unaware of themselves and don't judge themselves fairly, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like, how would someone who knows you best judge you on some of these things? Like when they do those... I hate these the most. <laughs> when they do the 360 Reviews. review, yep. and you, everybody who's ever had one is cringing right mm-hmm. now because it's like that's the perfect time for somebody to like grind an axe against For them. people who
0: don't know what they are. Quick recap. Uh, what is a
1: 360 it's review? It's when you ask for feedback on yourself and your performance from uh, all around you, people above you, below you, who you work with, and you ask from everybody that you work with just to give you honest feedback. And a lot of times it's uh anonymous. Yep.
2: Ooh. Yeah.
1: Which then makes it honest, <sighs> yeah, but yeah. also brutal. Yeah. Uh-huh. And sometimes you look at that and you're like, I, I, my my first review. This is just like one of those stories that like I can't. Like you're you're not gonna know. You're gonna think like, what? This was you at that time. So I was like twenty. My first real job out of college. I was a little older when I graduated college. So I was youth pastor first year. I think we are killing this thing. Youth ministry goes from like 20, 25 kids, to like 40, 50 kids, like almost overnight when I come to town. And uh, in Connecticut, there's not a lot of like churches anywhere. So this is in Connecticut. Um, Boy, would I love to shout out this pastor. It's just a gem. Uh, but I won't. Uh, Showing that maturity, yeah. <laughs> of course, anyone can dig and find it. Uh, I come into—I've spent a whole year doing youth ministry. It's my first year out of college. I think I'm God's gift to youth ministry. I have doubled my youth ministry. You know what you don't know about Connecticut is that there are no churches. You have to go sometimes twenty, twenty-five minutes to get to a decent church. Yeah. So all I was doing was just collecting all the Christian kids within like a twenty-mile radius yeah. into one group. And it really wasn't that special, like I wasn't doing anything that special. it was just yeah. like something exciting going on there,, yeah. yeah, but of course, no one could tell me that I was kicking butt. I am the God's gift to youth ministry, and I'm doing it right, and nobody else is doing it right obviously and uh mm-hmm. get to my first review
0: I can't imagine that personality out of you at all,
1: yeah, so my my uh managing pastor who's in charge of doing my review is like the most anal retentive type a he's like an executive for like a ceo type kind of guy and he's like always wears he wears a collar shirt every single day you know he he would he would tell you like oh we're real relaxed at this church because i don't wear a tie on sundays like he's just
3: (laughs) one of these people
1: and he like he's a marathoner you know Mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about like these guys are Uh he was a marathoner like he ran like 20 miles a day like he's just everything in his life is methodical it's like thought out and here i am just like you know like
0: lying by the cedar pants, yes.
1: figuring stuff out writing my write my lessons for a youth group like 3 hours before yeah. youth group yeah. like um you know we're having an amazing time things are going great but like probably have like i have the weakest youth staff like my yeah. team of people around me i don't need anyone else it's just me and marty it's all we need and like we had like one other person who like was just kind of there. And uh, so it's like, it's the two of us for like 40, 50 kids.
2: Somehow I know this guy. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: this is amazing. I'm going to go into this, into this uh, review and dominate. He's going to be like, you really changed this church. These 40, all these new families that have come and, you know, the the financial situation has turned around. And, you know, I think you need to preach more. Like I'm thinking this is what my review is going to be. Naturally. And he sits down and he has this like, just just a, a yellow I, I legal will pad never... let me
2: guess he's writing on a legal yes pad. Okay, 100% okay. I will
1: never forget this he's got that pen that he you know like changes the cartridges in uh-huh. He's one of those people yes and he he says all right let's get started and he flips open his like portfolio uh-huh, thing uh-huh. his legal pad in there and it is two pages Ooh. of offenses of stuff that he doesn't like about and it's like it's like day and time like Ooh, records. You showed up at this time to to work. You did this thing. You said this thing to this person. I'm brash. I say a lot of things. I don't know. Like Uh at that time in my life, think about me like with less. Filter. Controller, filter. And he just starts going bam, down, boom, 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 boom. Like 20 on the first page. He gets halfway through the second page. And I just start weeping. (laughs) So I don't know how bad your first review was at your first real job, but I guarantee you it wasn't as bad as my first review at my first real job. I wept. He didn't know what to do. He had no caring bone in his body, like he's a robot, and uh, still is a robot. And
2: those executive pastors, yeah. Well, he, hey now. he was an executive church planter yeah, essentially, okay. is what he was. He was an
1: executive pastor planting a church, which is now successful. And maybe he's different. I don't know. It's possible. I haven't really talked to him in like 15 years. Um, he can't be as bad as he was then. And uh, But yeah, like I was overwhelmed. I thought, I'm crushing this. It's going to be amazing. And then...
0: That hard truth I, hit you in the face. <laughs> I wept. Mm.
1: And he didn't know what to do. And mm. I remember like, he just kind of like was like, well, he got to close the book. <laughs> He's just kind of looking at me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like trying to through tears explain that. That's not that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> and uh, he just kind of like gets up and
2: like leaves. That's
1: the end of it. <laughs> and I remember like the the secretary who's this amazing bleeding heart kind of, you know, yep. just like mercy filled. Yes. Loving person who came in, brought some tissues.
3: <laughs> oh. She's
1: like, it's OK you're fine you didn't get fired <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> might as well have so, I, and i i feel like th- there's a lot of people like that like they're just unaware yeah like, they're just they just yeah. think things are mm. awesome and they're just not really willing to like take a look at it be honest yeah. about it assess it properly like mm-hmm. there's a day coming where they're going to really see what their life has mm-hmm. added up to and they're going to mm-hmm.
3: weep Uh huh.
1: Mm-hmm. and yeah i would rather it not hit you like a ton of bricks then for you to be the one to sit down and go yeah. mm-hmm. you know yeah hey man i'm i'm lacking in this area i'm weak here i haven't mm-hmm. done anything around this
3: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. um this isn't lining up with who jesus is this habit i have i gotta break this the way i talk mm-hmm. it's gotta change the way i raise my kids it's gotta change the you know mm-hmm. the way i use my finances needs to i need to look at that the way i use my time needs to look differently. Like. I need to care more about people i need to be checking in with certain people that i know i'm called to mm. care for like there's a whole lot of stuff on this list of things that says i'm not a disciple mm-hmm. i know i am mm-hmm. but i know i have a long way to go yeah and i'm gonna be honest about it
2: i think once you make if you sit down and like take that stock you know and you <laughs> and you start just feeling you know super inadequate i i'm always reminded of the verse in Psalms or Proverbs I can't remember which now but like that says like that the Lord's going to give you the desires of your heart right the, the amazing mysterious thing that happens when you're in relationship with God is the more that you seek him and the more that you follow him and the more that you Um, involve him in your life prayer um, and you're honest with him about things the more your heart is transformed to become like his so then of course the desires are going to be transformed Mm -hmm. and that's the only way to see some of these lists of things change right is to actually just be honest with this list and then say okay I'm going to pray about these and I'm going to invite God into them so that your heart can be changed and then it will be something that God honors because it's it's in line with him, yeah. right? Because he's already working in it. So if you just feel overwhelmed with taking this stock or of recognizing like, hey, I'm really missing it in all these areas, like the first thing to do is to just invite God in it and Take some of the smallest ones and check them off the list first, you know, like work on those or take the really big one if you like to like take large bites out of the oven <laughs> and conquer them, right? And then inviting yeah. f- friends in to pray for you about it or yeah, meet and discuss it or any of that stuff. Like yeah. I have a friend who I literally will just text and be like, hey, this is happening. I just need you to pray this Mm -hmm. week for me about this and that's you know we talk about other things but that's kind of mostly the extent of our relationship and I just know that she's going to be praying for me and I do the same for her like I've invited someone else into it so like the more that you invite and seek Christ and involve your community in it it's not going to feel overwhelming and you don't have to feel like you're nothing yeah like after this list <laughs> you yeah. can sit there and weep for a second like mark did and then you it can a second <laughs> and <laughs> and then a you solid can have, hour and then you can invite someone in to bring you tissues yeah. and then let's move on and let's yeah. solve it from
0: there i wish i had
1: a video of the conversation <laughs> that like happened after that where he was like you good bro <laughs>
0: and you're like no he's like
1: i think i, I thought I, this is probably from his perspective yeah. i'm gonna really help him work on some of these areas that he's weakened yeah
2: i have specific
0: examples that he can and i was like i just
1: need you to tell me i did a good job like
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) this isn't helpful yeah also i just feel like we can point this out from the story if somebody asks you for feedback you can do so kindly with <laughs> compassion there's also the sandwich like, method right yeah you share
2: something good you share something hard and then yeah. you encourage them
1: i hate that you do <laughs> yeah I'm gonna, i know am gonna sandwich you now i know you're handling me
2: let's <laughs> just to, yeah like just soften the blow no just, just
0: don't be a robot yes yeah, yeah. no I, I i have those friends too that i'm just like i have a friend who used to be a, a church executive pastor or executive assistant or whatever. And I'll text her and I'll be like, I can share zero things, just pray. She's like, on it, great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I worked friend.
2: in college I worked at um like a group home company and one of the residents mm-hmm. would come up to staff sometimes and just say I'm having a tough time pray for me like and so with my friends I shared this story and so that's just our phrase like that will just like I'm having a tough time pray for me and like um and it's just been now this thing in our whole life yeah. where we kind of like look fondly on it of like no like this this adult just needed extra help and was like, I don't know how to ask yeah. for it. So I'm just going to say, I'm having a tough time. Please pray for
0: yeah, me. Like trusted me enough to let me into that. Yeah, exactly. Like,
2: That's cool.
1: yeah. So, yeah, I was, and I don't want you to question your faith. No. Like I want you to question yourself, Yes, but yes, it's hard to explain. Um, you know, this is a probably also a tension of, you know, like, of having confidence in your relationship with Jesus, but then also being somebody who like challenges yourself. Um, I am going to use this illustration on Easter. It's part of the Easter sermon, but um, I'm going to share it because I shared it with both you guys yesterday because it just crushed my face. Uh-huh. I was watching this movie Dune. Mm-hmm. Probably no one's seen this. I don't know. A few people. It's sci-fi. It's like it's supposed to be like new Star Wars kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was a great movie. Really enjoyed it. But there's this moment where... The protagonist, he's like a teenager, and he has the weight of what the kingdom is going to need from him when he takes over as the new king. Mm -hmm. And He's talking to his dad, and he says, Dad, what if I'm not the future of House Atreides? That's the name of their clan or whatever. And his dad says, by the way, this is Oscar Isaac with just a fantastic beard, just looking so dad-like, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. And he just looks at him and he says, A great man doesn't seek to lead, he is called to it. But if you answer, if your answer is no, you'd still be the only thing I ever needed you to be my son. Which by the way, I was watching this by myself at my house during the day yesterday (laughs) when my kids were at school, my wife was at work, or on Monday, and weeping. (laughs) Because I want you to stop and say, like, it there is a there is a truth here where if you did nothing else, if all you did was just understand that you are loved by this God who Mm -hmm. created you, Mm -hmm. made you, you are a son, you are a daughter, that is enough. Mm -hmm. I hate the tension in that, in that statement. Like, I hate it because Mm -hmm. I want to give you a cleaner way to look at this. Mm -hmm. I want to say, do this, 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 and this, Mm -hmm. and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. But the correct way to look at this is that you're already good. Mm-hmm. You're already loved. You're already accepted by God. You're already. He's already died for you. He did it for you specifically, personally. Yeah. You're good. All you have to do is say, I'm in. I accept that. Like, I can't do it my own. I have no way to fix this problem. Jesus has fixed it for me. I receive that. I am a son. I am a daughter. And you can live with that confidence.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's a whole other conversation. And I think that's really what we're talking about. I don't want you to question whether you are, I mean, I want you to, <laughs> this is the hard part of it. I want you to question it, but I don't want to uh, challenge your confidence in who you are in Christ. Mm. You are a son or daughter. You are loved. You are, Yeah. you are, you've already been sacrificed for, you know, if that's all that happens in your relationship with Jesus, that's a shame You missed out on what was possible and available in this life and, you know, in the next. Because it does say that what we do here affects that, affects there too. Like we store up treasures in heaven based on the eternal things we do now. But all that would be a shame. It still wouldn't change the fact that you're a son or daughter of the king, that you're loved, that you're fully accepted.
0: Yeah. 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 It's real real gray to, like, try and draw that line somewhere between... Mm -hmm. We don't have to question our salvation, but the process of becoming more like Jesus and living more like him, we should probably question.
2: Be involved in. Yeah. And not just just like,
0: let it happen.
2: Yeah. You can accept the salvation and who you are and where you're rooted, right? Yeah. But then it's just like the vine and the branches, right? Like your root and your vine Mm -hmm. is, is in him, but then where are... Yeah. Where are your branches coming from? What yeah. are what is coming out of you? What oh, is demonstrating. Yeah. And recently I just this is a side note, recently I just heard that someone I can't remember where, maybe this was that exponential, but like if you're if you're a vine, you're still in Christ, even if you don't have any branches yet. Like
1: mm. like Well the, the it call may be, yeah. is to remain or abide. Yeah. Meaning like I'm in now I just stay. And then Right.
2: Keep seeking after Him. Branches will form. Fruit will form. If I
1: just dig into Him, yep. Yep. then fruit will come out. Yeah, right. yeah,
2: right. yep. yeah. We read so at small group um, on Monday night. We read the last part of John in the Message mm-hmm. version, which. Um, I don't always do the message, but I, sometimes I really like the way that Eugene Peterson phrases First John things. John 3, you mean. Yes, First John 3, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to read it, if that's okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so starting at verse 18 through 24, it says, My dear children, let us let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. This is the only way we'll know we're living truly, living in God's reality. It's also the way to shut down debilitating self-criticism even when there's something to it. For God is greater than our worried hearts and knows more about us than we do ourselves. And friends, once that's taken care of and we're no longer accusing or condemning ourselves, we're bold and free before God. We're able to stretch out our hands and received what we asked for because we're doing what he said, doing what pleases him. Again, this is God's command to believe in his personally named son, Jesus Christ. He told us to love each other in line with the original command, as we keep his commands, we live deeply and surely in him, and he lives in us, and this is how we experience his deep and abiding presence in us by the spirit he gave us. kind of speaks to what we've been yeah. talking about.
1: I mean, I love Eugene Peterson so much. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a pastor crush. I know. <laughs> All of his books are incredible, too. Yes. I don't know if yeah. you've read any of them. Just one, I think. You, well, and... I, the pastor with the ultimate pastor's heart is Eugene Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Um, him and this guy. There's another guy who's got that same care, like f- thing. Happen. Shepherd. Yeah. yeah, like there's other intellectual pastors that I'm like, to listen to that and learn stuff. Like these are the guys I want to listen to that and learn how to like love people.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. yeah. So that's the tension, and I think it's generally good to challenge yourself. But to know who you are and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I think some people, you know, this would be a good way to maybe think this through. Like, what was the last, like, major spiritual breakthrough you had in your life?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, when, co- college?
2: Yeah. And when was the last time you really felt the presence of God moving in you?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, where you were shaken by it? When kind was of the last the same, time you yeah. took
1: a risk? Huh? You had the conversation that you didn't want to have. You walked across the room and talked to the person that you thought might be weird if you did. Yeah. You listened to the Or spirit. that you were mad at
2: and you needed to <laughs> reconcile with. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and when was the last time the conversation went there with a friend?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I can keep asking these questions all day long. And I think a lot of us would feel really uncomfortable with our answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And yet we're like, no, we got this thing whipped. Mm-hmm. We got this thing figured out. It's mm-hmm. like, this... Like, Holy Spirit, spiritual journey thing, it don't, it don't stop. Nope. There's, guys... no no. There's no arrival. There's no,
0: I'm there, I've got no. it. Yeah. yeah. If you think you have,
1: come talk to us, can, can we just talk about how crazy, like, uh, these, the people that inspire me, and we've talked about some of these on this podcast quite a bit, like, these people, like, retired in their, I don't even... I don't even want to, I don't know how to speculate their age. <laughs> they're, they're older. <laughs> I know that, I know Social Security is already after, part of their life. After
0: working for a while, they retired.
1: Yes. And, and then grandparents. Just last week.
0: Teenage grandkids. Decided maybe. to yeah.
1: go with their
0: yeah.
1: their kids and their grandkids on a mission trip to Mexico Yeah, at the end of a pandemic, yeah. which by the way, they went in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, to also go to the same place and encourage the pastors there and go Mm -hmm. around and do – they literally went around and did, like, street ministry. Yeah. Like, just into villages and just prayed over people for healing and encouraged pastors. Please, Jesus, say that's true about me, like, in my Mm
3: -hmm.
1: older, retired age. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, you know, you can still be pushed no matter where you're at. I don't know if I can do all the walking at this point, but –
0: That's right. By then they'll have like wheels for you. Yes. Oh, you'll be hovering. You'll be. It'll be so sick.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You'll be some like automatic Segway,
1: dude. Yeah. It'll be great. I would turn them in right now. The legs for a Segway that was like attached. Hundred percent, no doubt. Just don't
0: take Segways into the same. I'm gonna need a few people
1: come over and adjust my house a little bit. A little bit. It'll be fine. A little bit.
0: Dan Booth, we got a project. Challenge accepted. All right. So Um, so we're going to wrap up here, but next week we will be back. Um, Mark this weekend is taking a look at chapter four.
1: Beginning of, yeah. The beginning of chapter four.
0: We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You'll Mm -hmm. preach and it'll end at some point.
1: Testing the spirits. Yeah. Yep. That'll be a fun one.
0: Um. I don't think I have any other announcements. <laughs> you, you were thinking about <laughs> announcements. I, I was <laughs> trying to think That's if there was anything else I needed <laughs> to share. Need to tell these people anything else. This is 100% so, my brain yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like anything else I need to tell you?
1: Yes. Yeah. Appreciate your prayers. Uh, doing better every day now. Beyond the pain medication and beyond the worst of it. It was pretty painful the first couple of days. I was pretty immobile, which was brutal. Mm. But uh, doing okay now. So that thanks for that. If and, you see him uh, on
0: Sunday and he's not preaching, bring him a chair. it would be great. Tell him to sit down. And bring him a second <laughs> chair so he puts his foot up.
1: <laughs> and uh you can pray for Pastor Aaron to just be full of energy when he comes back yeah, just to be just rested. Yeah. Rest and yep.
0: even though vacation with kids, they're not always restful, but mm. just some good time for him. Yeah. That'll be great.
1: Cool. And thank you to Caitlin. Yes, Past- yes. Pastor you, Caitlin.
0: Pastor Caitlin, we love you. You're the best. Great job come back anytime you want. I'll uh, kick mark off the stage. I've already
1: told her we're inviting her back a couple times a year so. Great. Anyways. Be
0: lovely. All right. You guys have a good day and we will see you on Sunday.